All right. Um, before we start, I think we should all um, acknowledge that it is Stormy Webster's birthday. That's Kylie Jenner's daughter. Um, we should all set that as our intention for this podcast today <laughs> to wish Stormy a happy third birthday. Hi, Dina. Hi, Sophie. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? I am actually beyond excited to share this episode with everyone. This is the most fun. I, I've literally, it's so much fun. I had so much fun doing this. I don't think my cheeks stopped hurting from smiling like the rest of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. My face is killing me. It was, it's such a blast. Yeah. Such a blast. It was a blast. And I feel like, like nobody has said that they're looking forward to this, but I feel like everyone's been looking forward to this. <laughs> it was a predictable special guests. Um, and we have special guests that are visiting our podcast. And I am so thrilled. This is truly just a mix of good feelings and joy and memory. And we are so grateful to our special guests who who took time out of their busy lives to join to join us in our little passion project and to share their their experience, their wisdom um, yeah. with us. They told some great stories and I, every time I'm with them, I am cracking up and like peeing myself laughing. Correct. I think they're two of the funniest people I know. Um, I would agree with that. Great. 100%. 100%. And the more ambiguously we talk about them, I know that all of you are just waiting to figure out who it is. Yeah. So without further ado... So we have our two special guests with us, and I would love if they could introduce themselves. Molly, do you want to go first? I would love to. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Molly Auerbach, if you want to know my last name. <laughs> um, I, what am I saying? Okay. For this yeah, just how long you've been going to camp, uh, what ADO were you a counselor for, anything I'm already else? already messing up? Okay. <laughs> Molly, um, Molly, low stakes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, I have been going to camp since Neats and Eames, so 2008. Um, so I was a camper for six years, went on seminar, and then was a counselor for five years, um, as the rest of us were. Um, I was a counselor for Gesher for two years, so the babies, then Sophim, ninth graders, and then Machon twice, so the oldest. And yeah, I oh, and then I was a virtual Roche last summer for Gesher. So back to the babies. Um, yeah, so that's my camp journey. And I'm so excited to be a guest on this podcast today. <laughs> We're so excited to have you. Subar? Um, yeah, I'm Talia Subar. Most people at camp call me Subar because Talia is a very common Jewish name. Even my parents didn't think it was. Um, I... I've been going to camp since Gesher, but I took a gap year um, in the middle of my camp experience. <laughs> so I did Gesher, Gesher, gap year, Gibray, and the rest of the way through um, because it was my sister's bat mitzvah. And at that point, camp wouldn't let me leave early. So it was, I just didn't go for that summer. Um, I went on seminar. I was on staff, uh, Gibray, Solim, Solim again, Kochavi Machon. So Molly and Subar, again, thank you so much for being here. We feel that as you know, we make more episodes about this podcast and we make more episodes, episodes about the podcast 
of this podcast about camp. Um, we thought that it would be great to just like hear other stories as we start to bring more guests on. Um, and we figured that because we've known you guys now, oh my gosh, for so many years, and we've worked together in all different kinds of capacities, that this would be just a great opportunity to, to chat, also like to hang out because we don't see each other. Um, you know, across the four of us, we live in three different states. I was going to say cities, but I was like, no, it's much more dramatic than that. So it's states. And just like to revisit our friendship and to, you know, to show people also like how important and special to us camp friendships, camp friendships are because they are truly, truly the best. We want to highlight that um, and just like figure out, you know, how the four of us kind of all became friends. Like I think we each with the other three people, we have our own little like stories and remembrance memories and memories, <laughs> and memories <laughs> about how we all met uh remembrances is like that is a word but I think that's used for like death sad yeah. yeah 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 death um one thing I'll say is that like in terms of like when we met Molly we have pictures from seminar but I don't remember like because we weren't on the same bus so like I don't remember how exactly we met because we also went different sessions so like I think I do remember why. You want to share? No. Would you like me? <laughs> I think I met all of you on. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think it's important to note that I'm the only first session camper in this group of us. Um, so I met all of you on seminar. But Sophie, we had a friend, a mutual friend who was dating another one of our friends or like maybe they weren't dating anymore. But that's mm-hmm. definitely how we met. Um, Adina, I don't really think we met on seminar. No, Sophie, I do remember our pictures though. Like in the, like, oh my God, in the, at the Chabah, like in our dining hall. Yeah. Which I remember so vividly. Um, Subar and I became really good friends on seminar. Also through a mutual friend. Also through a mutual friend. And Adina, I don't really think I met you on seminar, but I think I met you first summer. Do you feel the divide of the first versus second session thing at all? Not at all anymore. I think like, I think other camps always thought it was so weird, like on seminar when we would meet each other and they'd be like, how are you meeting people from your same camp? But I think it's cool, honestly. Like, I think it's a really nice thing that we can go on seminar and meet people that we don't know and become good friends and then go and be staff, be on staff with them. Um, Yeah, I think on staff, I don't, I've never felt it at all. Like half of my best friends are second session and half are, like, it's very even. So I don't think about that at all anymore, which is good for our future Chanichim campers who will be counselors. And then they won't know the difference either, even though there's some competitive mindsets there. I also don't know the difference between which campers were first and second session at all. They all blend together. For example, I have a story actually. During the Mahon reunion, there were two campers that went to Milken and one that didn't go to Milken. And I forgot they all went to the same session. So like, oh, like, how does it, f- I talked to on campers, like, how does it feel like your friends are becoming friends? Like your Milken friends are becoming, like your Milken friends coming, becoming friends, your camp friend. And he was like, no, we were all in the same tent. <laughs> so, yeah. It's insane. Sorry, just a side note that the last time we were all at camp was the reunion. And like, we're also so lucky that we got to go. Like we're the last big group of people who were at camp. Is yeah, that that's true. It's like a little eerie. Also, yeah. it's like a little spooky. Was that? I don't know why. How, a, a long year ago, time ago. Years ago? Uh, December. No, one year. December 2019. 20, 29. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Time time is meaningless. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Who knows anymore? Time is a construct. Mm. Beautiful. That was beautifully said. Did you come up with that? Yeah. <laughs> Pulled it out of my back pocket. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wish I was creative. Like this podcast. To do that. You are. Literally, all we do is sit here and word vomit, and out comes a podcast. Yeah, but I take notes on what I'm going to say. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love Sophie. <laughs> oh, I love you too. <laughs> Subar, I think we met before seminar, and I know this because I absolutely hated you. Uh, You scared me, and I thought you were going to get me into trouble. Do you have any comments about that? Yeah, um, I'm really sorry you felt that way. Um, It's my my fault. (laughs) Sam, not sorry for my actions. I had a lot of fun. but I am sorry that made you feel that. Sophie and I were in the same tent, Mahon Summer. Um, and that was when I was really into kleptomania. I was, I, I wouldn't say I was a kleptomaniac. I think that's a bit of a strong term. I yeah. just like to steal things around camp, you know, like wanted to make it a memorable last summer. I did also steal a kitchen cart one night. That was like the most iconic thing that I stole. I did actually, it wasn't just me. I had help of some seven members that were not even in our Um <laughs> So it was like a whole, I like walked through a tent with like sleeping like Sophie and campers. And I was like, look what I stole. And then like, I <laughs> continued to walk and I was like, look what I stole. Um, and it was there for the whole summer. A lot of Purell dispensers. I was going to say, you also stole like every Purell dispenser around the Hadar. A lot. We got in trouble the last day of camp. So I walked in and was like, return these. Um, so I do, Sophie did think she was going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I never got in trouble. Um, <laughs> no, but I don't think any, there were zero consequences for there were no, people, were, like People were aware. Like our counselors knew, obviously. I'm sure. There was a our, kitchen card in the tent. They had to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure our Roche knew. I'm sure everyone knew. And I mean, what, what could they, it was, I wasn't harming anyone. Didn't we steal the, didn't someone steal the clock from like the MARP or something like that? Yeah, but that, that was, was part, that was part of the, the Mahon prank. So, but. For oh. those who don't know, traditionally the oldest Ada, it's kind of been nixed in past years, but it used to be the oldest Ada would like pull a prank on the whole camp. Um, well, I guess we did it this summer, kind of. It wasn't um, it was, a like, real an, prank. It was it was an approved, uh, an a approved, an approved prank. prank. Um, but like you know, they used to do crazy things, and so our year we were very against time and that we should just live by the sun and take our shoes off and whatever. And so one night, a bunch of campers went around and stole all of the clocks that were in public spaces, like the one in the infirmary, the one in the Hadar. The bi- they tried to get the big one in the Hadar. I don't think they actually could because it was too high. Um, but like the one in the MARP. And, and the MARP, the MARP wrote a note and they put it on the door and they were like, no like, cough drops will be handed out to to the, <laughs> the to the hoodlums, hooligans, to like the the crazy people in Mahon until the clock is returned. Wait, they were withholding so- medical care until <laughs> until the clock was put back. That was I crazy. was not involved in that. I'm gonna put that out there. That was not. I don't think I was informed that we were stealing clocks. Like, I had no idea. People, I think. I don't. It wasn't me. No, it was a group of people. Like, it was a group. Not the whole dog. I don't even know if we did a Mahon prank because I was the goodiest two shoes as a camper. So, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I still I'm am. Not, not even surprised by that. <laughs> yeah. That diagnosis. I'm proud of it. As you should be. Yeah. It's a yeah. wonderful thing to be proud of. 
so we've all like, you know, we've met through different things, but we've all also been on certain staffs together, Tzvatim, if you will, um, staffs together, which I think is cool, but like all in like different ways. And the only time the four of us have ever been on staff was our last summer in Mahon, um, which was such a blessing, I think. Um, but like, so Subar and I were in, on Solim, Kochavim and Mahon together. Sophie and I were only on staff for one session, Nitzanim summer, and then Kochavim and Mahon. And Molly and I have only ever been on staff in Mahon, which is like bonkers. But I still feel like <laughs> like the three of us, or the four of us, excuse me, um, like our friendship together, like I don't feel like there's any difference because I like worked on a staff you know, more times with somebody than not, um, which is really, really special. I don't know if you guys like feel that same. I agree. I think, well, Sophie and I were also on Sophie together for one that's summer. Right. Um, that's honestly when I think we actually became friends. Like we like knew each other before, but. Yeah, I, I definitely think we, we just, we were just like tangentially friends. Yeah because why not right like yeah no but I I don't feel a difference I think it's like I think that's one of the best things is being on different staffs and then like bringing experiences together and not always you know having all the same experiences Um, I wanted to just share something that just a funny thing I thought about is that me and Adina were on Solim, Kochavim, and Machon staff together and me and Sophie were also on Solim, Kochavim, and Machon staff together but Sophie and Adina were never on Solim staff together and I yeah. was on Solim staff twice. I just wanted to put that one out there. <laughs> just in case anyone forgot. Are you, are you are you over it or no? No, no. But something <laughs> I will I will say about I don't really know if it's answering the question hundred percent, but I don't know. Something I liked about Solim staff twice because okay, because first summer I was Gibray, so I obviously I didn't have a Mador. I worked with senior counselors because Mador is the first year. I didn't know what a Mador is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then second year Solim was kind of the same thing. Like there were no Madors because most second years aren't in Solim. And then third year Solim, I kind of got to actually know the dot below us um, for really the first time. And like, I've made a bunch of like close friends kind of through that summer. Um, so I'm definitely glad I got that opportunity to get to know people a year younger than us that I probably wouldn't have gotten if I'd continued like mm-hmm. kind of moving up the age group with camp. Yeah, definitely. It's like pros and cons to everything. I remember you were pissed though. Oh, I cried. <laughs> I feel like I've cried every single staff week ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I cried before camp. Oh, okay. Right. right. I cry. Call. I tend to cry every intercession for some reason. Like something always goes wrong and I'm always crying. Well, intercession. Mahone, this most recent, like 2019, Subar, I remember we didn't have a door yet in between our like Thing. and it was like 1 a.m. and we had just gotten our camper lists and I think we both probably were crying I was probably crying because I was tired you were crying for other reasons um and I just remember like crying and being like looking through the door and being like, you're also crying <laughs> great well kind of speaking of intercession crying I do remember my second year on Salim one of my good friends they were going to switch his staff and it didn't affect me at all like I was still going to see him at camp but I started 
sobbing when the Roche announced they were switching his staff. Like, I was, like, not okay. Like, the, my friend didn't really, I mean, he did kind of care, but I was so sad he was going to leave our staff. He ended up not leaving our staff. Supposed but, to move our staff. Yeah, but I yeah. was, he was also upset, but not as visibly upset as I was. I was so sad. So I was just yeah. more crying. I sobbed <laughs> on the hill. It didn't even affect I mean, me, and I was sobbing. We have, we could all name, like, thousands of times that we've cried at you. <laughs> <laughs> Most like, of them to each other. <laughs> for sure most of them stupid reasons but exhaustion, right yeah like everything is so much worse when you're tired and we're tired always (laughs) (laughs) correct yeah like correct there was one time oh my god i think subar you came out like i there was something going on in the hadar i think i was trying to discipline a camper and they wouldn't be quiet and then an authority figure walked past and told me to get the situation under control and that made me start crying so I went outside and I think a camper came up to you Subar and was like Subar I think you should go check on <laughs> and I was just like I was so tired and I was like crying outside and you were like you good and you were was like that, no was that what? last time yeah I kind of remember it one thing that I was like thinking about about like us working together was that I feel like we're all similar enough that there's like never really been a big conflict or like disagreements that we've had that have been like that have impacted our friendship but we're different enough that I think we each like bring something bring something to the table did you guys like I want to know your thoughts about that and like do you agree do you disagree I think that can come in a pro and a con also I don't know if this is like okay for me to stay on the podcast you can cut it out if it's like not kosher I just like sometimes so definitely yes like we all bring our unique thing to the camp table, our unique experiences. But I think also sometimes with camp, I've noticed, like, I think a flaw within it is that people sometimes very much like are put in boxes and those boxes, like it's, and that's kind of the box you're expected to be for your entire camper or counselor experience. And like, that's the box you're consistently put in and like, you're not, nothing else is really expected of you besides that box. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that definitely pros, but also can be like a con of some sorts. Cause like, you're just continually expected to act in a certain way. And, like, if you do anything else, it's just so, like, out of the ordinary, if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you feel that, like, I feel like you're, like, the funny one. Like, you're the the jokey one, the one who is really good at, like, getting the Ada to be unified. Do you, like, do you feel like that's a bo- that was a box for you? I mean, obviously, I liked to do it. But I think that sometimes, like, it was always expected me. And, like, I would, like, I would almost, like, take away – I felt like I was taking away from other people. Like, it always be like, oh, Subar, you do this, and not ever, like, oh, maybe someone else is not in the spotlight. Why don't you give this a shot? You know, like, obviously, I enjoyed doing it. Like, it's a lot big part of my personality, but I think that it could sometimes then, like, limit others. And I'm sure also with other people, like, they're these boxes, and then it limits, like, my oppor- – like, limits other people's opportunities, I think, to, like, try out other roles, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's such a good point. I agree. I think adding to that point, I think, or kind of – counterpoint yeah. but also similar <laughs> sorry I'm not speaking but in Mahon, like I think by being like the only counselor for your Chavara that really adds like that helps with that situation I think because because you're alone like I think it's the same thing with like being a Roche for an adult like it's your show and like you get to fill more boxes than you're used to and I think it's different than when like you have co's and it's like you are the loud one the other one is like logistics or like you know what I mean so I think I think that's a really nice thing that Mahon brings especially for like training for counselors like I think all of us gained a lot of skills by being Mahon counselors because it's you with your kids and then obviously yes I think when we're in like the big gray DAW setting there's definitely boxes no that's such a 
the Bach twins is a good point. I didn't think of that. Now I'm, I'm trying to think of like, I don't know, Adina, like we always did to be lost stuff and like, right. yeah. And I like doing it, but it's also like, it is, can be, can feel like you're being put in that situation because that's what you do. Um, yeah. And also like, you know, does so, like, does someone else want to do it? Like probably not with that one, but like, <laughs> but, but uh, like people are capable of doing it, you know, like other people could have done it, but like it was always expected for like you two to be the ones doing it. Right. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know what my box label would have been. I don't know if I, like, I agree. Subaru, you're the loud one and you two are too low. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, no, I'm the gay one. Molly, I would say, like, something I, I admire. <laughs> Sophie, <laughs> okay. Um, something I, I really admire about you, Molly, is that, especially with campers, like, you're very good at, like, you will be friends with everyone. And, like, you will always be, like, you know, you've got, like, like, you know, a little bit of friendship over here and like a little bit of friendship over there. And you're not like, sometimes it can be very easy to like just make relationships with your campers, but you have a really easy way of like, just kind of being there for everybody, boys, girls, really anybody like at camp, you're very good at just like being there for them. That was so kind. I feel like we're in a Yasher Koach circle. Should I go next? I'm just kidding. But thanks, Adina. Yeah, maybe that's my box. I like my box then. So <laughs> my Zoom box. Yeah. I think also though, like and it's also a box, but we're also like typecasted as counselors. Like I feel like I've consistently, and this isn't a not necessarily a problem. I think in some ways they got it right. Right. Like I'm I'm always put with a certain kind of person who's very similar to me. Yeah. Um like there were only, I think like 10 girls first session that I was never a counselor for like in my five years of following them but I think that makes sense like I and I think by the time we were all in Mahon I think I developed a good relationship with them but like they're different from me like I feel like I was very much typecasted as a counselor and it it doesn't necessarily bother me as much as maybe like the the box as a counselor does but like because I think in some ways they were smart about it I think everyone like I think all counselors are like, yeah you know. kind of like back on the box thing also maybe I'm just like overthinking it too much but I think also kind of like the boxes that were put in kind of do really affect ADOT placement like they're not going to put everyone in like the loud box and one ADOT you know like when they like figure out what who's gonna be counselors for what ADOT they kind of figure out like what is each kind of box like what is each person bringing to the table and then how will that make like a cohesive unique team you know mm-hmm. yeah I agree I think like I mean, I've, I've talked about this before, at least you guys, I don't know if on the podcast, but like every single year I'm wrong about what I die I'm going to be placed in, except Mahon, like, because they were like, will you do Mahon? And I was like, yeah, okay. Um, every, like first year I thought I was going to be in a Dutch alum. I was in Nitzanim. Second year, I thought I was going to be in Nitzanim again. I was in Gibray. Third year, I thought I was going to be in Sofim. I was in Solim. The next year I was like dead set. I was like, they're going to put me in Sofim again. They're going to put me in Sofim so that I can have the same kids. Like I will not be moved up to Kochavim with everybody else in my age group. I will still be, I will be in Sofim. Nothing wrong with Sofim, but like, you know, I wanted to be with my friends, whatever. And then obviously Mahon. And even this past year, I was like, I'm going to be a Roche Da for Nitsanim. That's it. I'm just, that's a good of what's going to happen. Like, even in my interview, I was like, oh yeah, well, if I'm Rosh Nitsanim, like I played into it and then I was Rosh Shalom. So like, who knows? But that was a really long personal journey. We just went on there to get to the <laughs> point of like, like I was wrong every year, but I think for like a good reason, like, I don't think my energy needed to be in a Shalom that first summer. Like, I think I was put with Nitsanim 
for a really good reason. And I loved it. And I loved that summer. I love my co's made some of my best friends in the whole world. Like, and then moving on, like similarly, like when, you know, I think super like you, you and I can attest to this as well. Like when our friends were in Sophie, like that was tough, but I think we brought a lot to the table in Solalim and like being with that group of kids was so much fun. They were so fun. And like, and getting to know the Ada younger than us, like that was a great opportunity to, to like be in my box, whatever that box was that summer and like benefit a lot from it. I think I guessed my Ada every year correctly, except for the first year. I was convinced I would be an Ada name. And then I got Gesher and I was so mad. And now I'm obsessed with Gesher. So at anyone who ever gets Gesher and you're upset about it, you'll love it. I promise. Agreed. I think at a certain point, like camp knows where they need you. And like, you know, Molly, Sophie and I, like last year, sorry, Subar. At a certain point, I was like, you know what? Like, they're just going to put me where they need me and it's going to be fine. And like, it's going to be great. And I think like, Molly should be Roche Gesher, like probably forever. But like, I was like, fine, like I'll be wherever they need me. I thought it was going to be Need to Name because I'd done that before. But like then in Adachalom, working with that staff, shout out Adachalom staff, you guys are amazing. Like that was perfect. Like we got along so well. It was just like the right energy. And I was like, this is great. Like, I don't know, you know, who knows what it had been somewhere else. But like in the end, it is all, it will all work out. I don't know. I guessed correctly for where they were going to put me as a Roche that was well, good guess. for you good for you Sophie good for you it made I also se- guessed correctly it made sense like what they, they, they're not going to make me Roche Gibray I've never ever d- Gibray is I've never done it so like I figured it was going to be so Lemur and Sophie yep. yeah took an educated guess I'm gonna give a quick plug I love Gibray I loved working with Gibray I love being in Gibray's office on the door I think I kind of maybe like plugged it too hard and now like a bunch of the campers like I want to be a Gibray counselor and I'm like they're all kind of the same but <laughs> I really had a positive experience in Gibray. I also love my co's and I think that and I like my staff I think it was quite a big part but I it's also a great age. I love Gibray. I have to say I remember like being in Madora and watching Gibray staff like it looked fun to be part of. It was kind of culty. I also fun. found you all to be the most annoying ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, yep. That's right. <laughs> Correct. It's a it's a great age. Keep right. Kids are a good age because they're still like young enough for like they're like you can just say whatever and they'll believe you, but also like they're human beings. You know, it was a good mix at least for me as a like who I am. Thinking about that first year, like our first year on staff, how big each staff was. Like there were thirty five people on Needs and Needs staff, which gives me the most anxiety. Like how to Oh, the amount of like things that have to be coordinated, the amount of names that you have to remember, like on top of your kids, like, oh my God, that like, was so stressful. But like seven of us in one bunk and like, I didn't do much in terms of like being a bunk counselor, but like, it is so challenging to coordinate, like who's going where, who's watching who, yeah. do we have everyone corralled when you have to communicate with seven other people it's like co-parenting with seven people it's fine with one or two other people a lot easier but I feel like logistically that's such a pain in the butt but there were like what like 94 of us that year or something like that like 90 we had a lot the most clothes I had was six and that was also too many I most I had was five two that five also might be too many no I thought yeah I had five and I also thought it was too many four is the sweet spot for bunk Mm mm-hmm 
especially because the counselor room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my bunkmate was a camper. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. My first year, my yeah. first session, first year in Gesher. I never gave in. I stood my ground. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Same. I remember being, I mean, I only had to deal with it one time, but it was like, I just totally blanked on what I did. I was a counselor for my second year. So give me a second. You brought yeah, thank you. I, I could not. I was like, did I go up to a Dutch loan? Which is completely incorrect. Okay. I remember the the both times I was in the bunks. So first year and second year. The first year I remember being like, I am a counselor and I need to sleep in the counselor room. And I had gone from four weeks of just four counselors. So like we all slept in the counselor room, then to four weeks of seven counselors. And we knew this was going to be a problem. And like the petty drama that went with it was so (laughs) stupid. And then like second year, like there were six of us. And I remember being like, okay, I'm I'm a senior counselor, (laughs) which like is probably the only valid argument in the book, just because of like, I don't know, it's maybe it's not even valid, but it might be the only one that's close enough. But I remember that first summer being like, well, I'm a full counselor and like, I need my space. And I remember saying, I remember saying I am too tall for a camper bed because they're shorter than the counselor beds. And I remember being like, I am too tall and I can't sleep comfortably. (laughs) Oh, dumb. And I am so sorry. And it was just like the stupidest thing in the world. Like I didn't even sleep because I was working so much. So like, like who cares, you know? For real though, come like Maccabia time, back when counselors were Maccabia captains, I was up like pulling all nighters to get that stuff ready to go. Like all night. So, well, I have a Maccabia story. Yes, I was a captain for a dome my first session. Like Maccabia in the grand scheme of things, it's like so minor. Like it's so, it's two days. It's nothing. But but like it like. Obviously, it turns out to be like this huge, like competitive thing. I think it's great that the, that the campers doing it now because, like, mm-hmm. the counselors don't need to be getting that competitive. They don't need to be getting that involved. Like, it's really not. We have a thousand other things to do, anyways. So when I was an Adam captain, we because like Macavia was like all, like it would be like drop everything else and like do Macavia, anyways. So we would do Macavia, and it was first session, and it was Shabbat, and we did it in one of the libraries, the old library, right? That and the board walked in. And saw us on our computers on Shabbat. Mm. And we got in so much trouble. So anyways, part of the story was we would eat. We would not sleep during Maccabia. It would like trump any other priority we had. And we did it on Shabbat and got in trouble. I was up like cutting. I remember cutting cardboard clouds out of like cardboard from behind the kitchen and painting them blue, putting like blue, um, butcher paper like on everything we went into we used the porch of um two bunks who were like on their overnight we went and we worked on their porch because we knew we could be a little bit louder because nobody was sleeping in the bunks like next to us so we like we were like okay at 9 45 we're all gonna meet on porch five and six or whatever it was and like it was the biggest deal and I mean we did win so like it was a lot of fun but um I did win Maccabia whatever it's hey like i also want macabia yeah but I, you also used your computer on shabbat so who's the real winner well, i was on sports Me. staff so i won Hashem. macabia i Good told job, kids so. one molly was a real winner she was on team day off molly you fully won <laughs> yes <on> yeah <laughs> molly does i don't think i don't know if i've ever taken my day off on macabia 
I have. I, I don't know. There's been I think there's I been too many too many Maccabias that I'm like not even sure anymore. I hated it. No, obviously not Majora Summer. I hated it one because it just it was too much, especially as like first few first few years as a counselor. When I wasn't a captain, I was like, absolutely, I'm taking my day off. But also because my high school has color war, which is the best thing in the world, and Maccabia does not compare. So anyone from DJDS understands. <laughs> <laughs> that Maccabia is just nothing compared to ours and but I do love Maccabia as a Mahon counselor because I think it's so beautiful to watch your kids become just such leaders in front of everyone else yeah. it really makes you cry always so I totally agree shout out to I, all the Mahonies and like seeing them teach the dances to like the young yeah. campers is so cute so yeah cute. so speaking of like Maccabia and like we used to be captains and like now it's Mahonies, which is one of the better changes camp has made. Is there any activity or program or just like item or something that is not around at camp anymore that you guys wish like we still did or we still participated? If there's like something, we've talked about this a little bit. No, we talked, we had a whole episode about this of like things that have gone by the wayside. Is there anything that you guys like feel really passionate about that you would like to see come back or that you just miss dearly? The first thing that pops to my brain is the Rice Krispie treats with the fruit in them that we used to have for snack all the time. I know that's not an activity, but those things are my favorite things in the world. And I'm actually so sad that camp got rid of them. Like, it was just so fun to have that, like, ball of just, like, Rice Krispie and fruit. I'm glad you are talking about. I think you are the only person to be like, I miss the fruit rice crispy treats they always tasted a little bit off to me but i am glad that somebody out there liked them (laughs) i love them well maybe first session they were better than second okay probably oh (laughs) on that note though frozen chocolate milk during yahadut yes Mm -hmm. when we had when you we used to have the big bags of popcorn that they would dump out onto the <laughs> the butcher paper and then the butcher paper would be like just oily. a little bit greasy and oily a, like a lot, a lot <laughs> and then you'd wash it down with a little carton of chocolate milk oh man i will say though the soft pretzels are so good though yeah yeah correct i do remember the first day of camp outfits like being a big deal like i remember like okay which pair of shorts and which t-shirt am i gonna leave out of my duffel bag to make sure that like i have it on day one and then my backpack was always, I never understood the kids who like show up to camp with like nothing in their backpack. I was like, my backpack is everything that didn't fit. Shampoo, glasses, <laughs> like an extra bathing suit that I couldn't fit in my duffel bag. Like it had like cards. I like, I don't understand the kids who walk off the bus with nothing. I, I, I am genuinely worried if they brought enough stuff. Like I, I worry about them. I don't understand. Or just a pillow. Kids who are like, this is just my pillow. I'm like, okay, but like, where's your water bottle and like where are all these things that you brought with you I don't understand my backpack was always like I was always like bending forward because my backpack was too heavy even my pillowcase I would put like shampoo in like I wouldn't be (laughs) able to put my backpack I'd go to the pillowcase also I'm like stuff things in my pillowcase Subar do you have anything that has gone the wayside like that you miss um there were things that I definitely like not things that are that should be brought back to camp no that's share, okay. Yeah, share many. Anyway. Oh, share. Well, I was just, well, actually, I didn't really enjoy any of these activities. I'm going to be completely honest. The bikini car wash I did at the Solim camper for my Solim counselor's cars, extremely uncomfortable. That's old. And like, 
and we were parked in front of we were parked they would park their car in front of the boys chateau so like not anywhere else but literally directly in front of the boys chateau we'd like be in our bikinis like wiping our whole bodies on the car um people would like literally come out and like watch and it was like so yeah not great um they spoke about that on band camp if you would have listened yes 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 no i know that, that that's why none of mine are like that. I was actually interviewed <laughs> for band camp. Remember, I thought it was oh. a Who Knows One podcast. <laughs> what? You know, like when camp was doing like that, like Jewish geography thing. Oh yeah. And Sophie Medina texted me like, "What are things that we used to get camp that aren't camp anymore?" So I was like texting them. They're like, "Oh, get on our Zoom." And I was like, "Oh my god, there's like a remote wide Zoom where I'm gonna say like oh. bikini car washes and mud hugs in the chadar." Um. I can't think of anything that I, I'm sure there are things. I can't think of anything that's not at camp that I really miss, but I'm sure there are many things that I just cannot think about. But I think many of the changes have been safety-wise for the better. Amen. Subar, you you talked about some things that maybe you, you've stolen, um, maybe, allegedly. Um, but Molly, is there anything that like you took from camp that you still have or like anything you took as a camper simply the answer is probably no because once again i was a goody teacher i still am but probably i i definitely have like a teal sea door somewhere in my house probably mm-hmm. so that's like really not anything scandalous maybe like a fork for no reason <laughs> for no reason fork not even like a plate like I have a Hadar cup and I have a bunch of like beer konim and like I have an Echa book somewhere I don't think so I I don't think so just Sorry. her memories just my memories Subar <laughs> do you have anything that you've stolen that you've taken home Looks like yeah the stuff you oh. stole oh yeah you guys you said like plates and cups and whatever yeah I have like all the cutlery for um and plates and stuff for meat and dairy I actually still my mom's mind is still like I think she recently threw away a cup because a cup recently broke like within the pandemic so like mm-hmm. we definitely still have things in my house that we use Fantastic. like not even the, not in the cups we have the little you know, remember the little mugs they would give us with, like the teeny tiny I have those Ooh. and like the little the, the little handle yeah like, you couldn't even like, put a finger on that but yeah I have something else it's really nothing exciting either but I used to steal the mandel the the mini man mandals whatever from friday night and like steal them and bring them to my tent and i thought i was like the most rebellious person in the world the soup croutons yes because and then i would like eat i remember on the bus ride home every year i would eat them on the bus and it was i don't know why i like would be crying like leaving camp and just eating my soup croutons (laughs) put them in the little cap and like take it like a shot exactly we oh used to God. put frosted flakes like we would stick them under the table <gasps> there was like two bars that would like hold yeah. them in so we would save the frosted flakes for when there was other worse cereal and then and then but like the nice the nice people who worked in the hadar would come and find it and they wouldn't put again putting notes on tables because we were bad children they would like write notes and be like we will not put cereal on your your table until you stop putting it under really the, like in the little slats yes yes maybe that was my tent Ooh, my tent might have gotten in trouble for that it i could did have been your tent. probably um some a couple years i would go steal full halas and like run them back i'd be like i need to go to the bathroom and like run up to the tent 
put this challah like in my bed, which was stupid because there's animals and like bugs and things because it's outdoors. And I would be like, oh, this is my challah. No one will ever know. And then I like pulled it out and then it was like already stale by like the time I actually wanted to eat it. But I thought I was cool poop at that point. Um, cool. I had a camper who really likes salmon. And there was one time... <laughs> I'm laughing. There was one time. Okay, first of all, I don't know why camp serves fish for dinner. I don't know why camp serves fish for dinner because what like nine year old eats salmon? Anyway, this camper took the tray of salmon, ran out of the like out outside of the hadar, and was like salmon. I love it, and tried to put it in our tent. Like straight up, tried to take an open tray of fish and put it in the tent. And I had to like go after him and be like, "Are you kidding me right now?" <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> Sophia, I have another story you should share. Yeah. Oh, during Mincha, I don't want to ruin the whole punchline. Going into the Hadar bathroom during Mincha. Oh, tell the story. That was me with I the remember. nails. So, <laughs> this has nothing to do with anybody stealing something, but it was. it's time to clean up the Hadar and we clean our own tables because we're civilized human beings. Wait, what day of the week was it? It's important to the story. It was like a... F- it was no, it wasn't during Mincha. It was like a. It was a. It was oh, like Shabbos lunch was or something. Lunch. It was sh- Shabbos, Shabbos lunch, and it's story. really hard. It's really. It's also important to the story to let everyone know that it's really hard to get people to do anything in the Hadar on Shabbat because we don't use microphones, we don't use the PA system because it's Shabbat. We're not using electricity, so like trying to tell a thousand people to clean up without any microphone is the hardest task in the whole universe, and it's messy. This lunch has like 17 different components. So it's messy. And like all of a sudden the whole has disappeared. Like don't know where anybody is. It's because they're hiding in the bathroom to not clean the tables. And like, I get it. I did that too. But I go into the bathroom to like pull kids out to make sure that they're like helping to clean their tables. And this camper, not my camper, is sitting there with a, a full gel manicure kit out. And she's doing her nails and putting her little hand under the UV light. And I was like, first of all, no, you should be cleaning the table. Second of all, it's Shabbat. You are plugging something in, in the bathroom, in front of everybody. And I was like, okay, like, Camber, you need to come out and you need to clean. She was like, I'm painting my nails. And I was like, no, absolutely not. And it was, I, I am still haunted by that memory today <laughs> we've talked about some snacks that we love popcorn rice krispie treats is there any like do you guys have a favorite camp meal that you've had it could like be something recent or something you remember like growing up Super. i just have to say justice for the cinnamon rolls mm. um, i never had them we had them it would be once a session and i think a few times you we were on a teal and they even served them yeah like mm-hmm. a few times in our camper experience and they never came back and that was the worst. And I miss the cinnamon rolls. Story about cinnamon rolls. My machon, or actually every year, we never had them for whatever reason. My tent. Like either we were on our like tent bonding or the tuol, so the holy da, whatever. Never had them. Like literally there was one girl in my tent who was so obsessed with the fact that we never ate the cinnamon rolls. And like that was like a theme. Like I'm pretty sure we didn't dress up for it, like dress, dress up as it for banquet, but it was just a constant thing. Like we never had the cinnamon rolls. And then our counselors would like send us pictures of cinnamon rolls <laughs> after <laughs> camp ended to be like, here, we have cinnamon rolls. And we're like, that's not helpful to us. <laughs> so I never got to try them. So Count your blessings. 
Something else kind of meal related with camp. I remember when camp turned to whole wheat one summer. That was like actually like World War Three because it was a member of our Ada's mom who I don't even I don't even know if she actually played any part, but we all oh. decided like we all decided that she was like this is spearheading this whole wheat initiative at camp. And like we would like chant her name at meals and like yeah, that was a big the whole wheat whole wheat turn. Well, like who wants whole wheat? Time. What what kid is gonna enjoy whole wheat pasta? None. Yeah, it was it was pretty gross. And I remember, I think it was like at that point, that was the only kind of connection we had to the board of directors was like, oh, this kid's mom. We were like, oh, we can influence and like, we can do something about it. And we were so mean. I mean, it was, it's one thing fine to have like whole wheat bread, like with sandwiches, but like, can't have whole wheat bagels. I'm sorry. Whole wheat bagels are not good. It's the cardboard. It's gross. Yeah. It's gross. And like yeah, if I'm that gonna eat gross. pasta. If I'm gonna eat pasta, I mean I want pasta. I'm very partial when it comes to camp meals to I have two very, my favorite ones. One they don't serve a lot anymore, but the tortellini was always no. delicious. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I hate cheese. Um, I hate cheese. Oh, well, at that meal. Okay, well, I really liked it. And then I no surprise to anybody who knows me, but I love Shabbat lunch. That is like yeah, that's like my fave. I um, I've written speeches about it. <laughs> I, I love it. I don't like Shabbat lunch. I'm like on, on a lot of people do, but I just I like pickles, so therefore I love Shabbat lunch. <laughs> it's my favorite, but only when we have avocado. Like when they stop mm-hmm. having avocado, yeah. it's really sad. I like when they have those Morning Star yeah, Farms do. like veggie patties in the morning. So does I your brother? Those... Yes, because that's all he eats. <laughs> my my brother is 10 years younger than I haven't talked about him on the podcast. My brother's 10 years younger than me and he's a little bit of a picky eater. And at home he eats maybe like seven Morning Star Farms breakfast sausages in the morning and that's about it all day. So and he's he's picky and he's pickier at camp. And so when they have the Morning Star Farms patties, I feel like that's that's probably all he ate the whole, <laughs> the whole month. Remember that picture of me, your brother? <laughs> yeah. And like two other There's random campers. Sophie's brother, yeah, no, it it was on our way to um to Yogi Bush. So random. <laughs> yeah. I saw. Well, I remember it was I texted my website. It was on the website, and I found it, and I texted it just to you, and I was Maybe like, I can find it. And I was, oh, I I have it. I saw it today because I was on my Google Photos. But I was like, what? I, t- I remember I texted it to you. I was like, can you tell me what this photo is because I have never seen it before in my life. Hold on. It was so funny in the old days um when we used to have that mac and cheese I like yeah basically I liked anything with pasta uh, <laughs> and I like um oh I loved when we had when we have the egg rolls I don't like love the egg rolls but the mandarin oranges ugh, those are delish oh, I like, come the, with I, like the I like the egg rolls but I I go for the a, a great addition has been the salad bar that is fabulous. I was going to say, I like the hearts of palm in the salad bar. <laughs> yes. And baby tiras. And the baby tiras in the <laughs> salad bar. Which is very good. Yesterday I was talking to my roommate. And we were, I was saying how batata is like one of my favorite Hebrew words, which means sweet potato. And she was like, no, it's not. Because she was like, tiras. And I was like, you're right. And I was like, I haven't thought about that story in a very long time. <laughs> it's been too long. That was your very favorite story for a while. You let everybody know that that was your your favorite story. <laughs> Both sessions, my cover like made fun pop, of you. 
had nothing to do with any joke of our favorite. It was simply just jokes about me, baby tears <laughs> and whales. So I have a Hadar story, and and it's not a favorite meal or a least favorite meal, but it's I just remember. A meal? No, it's just a food item that just the location had a, had a funny. Yeah, I just really love the Hadar. Uh, favorite place to be. Um, one time, a camper, I believe, asked the kitchen staff if they could have like a to-go container of hard-boiled eggs. There's a video of this. I think either Sue or Molly took this video, but they opened the eggs and it was raw. <laughs> like they straight up like Wait. cracked yeah. the eggs and it was just simply a raw, like a full raw egg came out. <laughs> it's like, I oh. Video, I don't but remember that. Did and they sent it to me, and I think it's the funniest thing in the world. The minute you were like and asked for a container of hard-boiled eggs, that alone is so funny. <laughs> like who? I, I just I love that. Well, I don't I know how she got them. <laughs> I think she asked for hard-boiled eggs. I don't really. Know. That's so funny. I love it. Oh, here, wait, wait, wait. I have to show. <laughs> I like that there's oh my God. other people, like other people have come to see. <laughs> I miss them so much. <laughs> I need a napkin. I fucking need a napkin. I fucking need a napkin. That's literally what she says 12 times. We've talked like we've all worked on different stuff. I think across the board, we've worked on every... A da, no, except for Amin right, right, except for Amin Seem and Ezra, but everything else we've all done. Do yeah. you guys have a favorite programmatically, not having to do with kids, not having to do with co's, but like one that you really loved programmatically, whether it was like the overnight or just like other things that were involved? Um, sans kids or co's, um, sans kids or co's, I would definitely say. Kochavim or Gibray. Um, Molly knew I was going to say that. I loved all of my Hani Fame and all the Adot. I actually worked with two Adot, but I think Kochavim is great because it's just like pure, pure, like pure calf in camp terms. Like it's kind of because like with the old Machon, it was like a combination of two. And I think they really took out all just like the pure, pure, pure calf and kind of made that an idol with Kochavim. And it was just like a summer of pure fun. And then I think also, I just really do love the Gibray age. I think sixth grade is like an incredible, they're great age. But I think probably programmatically, Kochavim is just like pure, pure, pure calf. I agree. I have two different answers, but I also have two. Well, I also didn't work with Gibray or Kochavim, so that does make sense. But I would say <laughs> my, my two favorites are definitely Gesher or Machon. So the ends. Um, no, no hate to Tzofim. I also love the Adat Tzofim, but... One, Gesher, I think having the Gesher Gesh pad is just the best thing in the world. Like, I think that really um, strengthened our identity just by, like, having our area there. Um, and I love, I, like, I, having kids for two weeks is very hard, but it's also amazing. And, like, your bond, your bond with your staff, like, no one gets it unless you're doing it. No offense to all of you who haven't done Gesher, <laughs> but it's just, like, a very different experience. Um, and then Machon is also, I think Sada is one of the things that makes it the best ever. Um, 
and just I spoke about this before but being like the only counselor with a group of kids I think is a really special thing and you know it's like your you own it you own your chavara you create the identity like there's no like oh this co is the good cop sometimes this co is the bad like you're everything um so that's something I really appreciate I'm very torn because I find like really beautiful things in every age out programmatically like I love the aspect of Mahon of like watching your kids become counselors and especially a manhigut I think is just like the best thing ever for those who don't know it's when Mahon kids get to be partnered up with younger Trifim with younger bunks um, and served as like junior counselors and I just think that is like the coolest thing of all time I wish we had done that when we were that age like that would have made I don't know if it necessarily would have like made me a better counselor but I think it just would have made me a better person and I think it's awesome um, so that's like one programmatic aspect of my home of Mahon. That's like probably one of my favorite programmatic aspects of any Ada. But overall, I think Kochavim as well. I think the pure calf, and I think Yahida is like the coolest. I think it's one of the coolest overnights. Tzara is its own beast, but I think the the be, being able to like choose what you're interested in on Yahida is so fun. And because it's with a small group of people, um, even though I hated backpacking, hated it <laughs> the worst. Same. Like I still loved doing it with the kids that I did it with. And like, we still have inside jokes from it. And that's really fun. So that's, I think, mine. I, I, I think I also think Kochavim, I think it was really, yeah, see where you sort of like said it really well. of Just like, it's all the fun. It's all the fun stuff. Um, yeah, I think it was really fun. I also, I really liked Sophim a lot. Like I, ha- I really loved, I like that age a lot. I, I think- Program like programmatically it's good, but I just I like ninth graders. So I think for me that it's rewarding being a Sophie counselor as well. Also, I just wanna I wanna retweet to Adina's Mahon points. I think seeing sorry, I didn't mention that in one of the reasons of why I love Mahon, but it's, it's true. Like seeing them just like blossom is the best. It's like a proud mom moment. Totally. I am a mother to everyone. <laughs> Especially because like, you know, it's it's your fourth or fifth year as a counselor and like you've done this so much that like it's so refreshing to see like the next generation do it la door vador you know um <laughs> mador vador you could say you could oh, say you could <laughs> do you guys have any regrets from camp something you wish you had done or like something you wish you'd done differently. Um, Nothing on the record. Nothing on the record. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, do you have any regrets? I don't know. It's a really good question. I feel like there are things that nothing like huge. Like I, I'm so happy with how I lived as a. Actually, I would say I blossomed way later, which I, that's not a regret. I think mm-hmm. just like as a counselor, I was way more outgoing and like became friends with everyone and was more of like that social person. And as a camper, I was very much like to my tent, like to myself, I didn't really get to know other counselors as much like other than my own. So I think that's honestly part of why I became like the counselor I was like wanting to get to know everyone type thing, because I just was never like that as a camper, which again, that's not a regret. I just like hear stories from other like people who were campers like all these crazy not crazy not even like things that I should have done like I should have been more BA but I can't 
can't say badass. So more whatever. What's more bad gal. More rebellious. <laughs> okay. More rebellious, but yeah, I don't know. I think like I could have had more fun as a camper, but I'm so happy and here I am. So yeah. I think for me, like mine comes, I, so I was in Edgar Band twice. And the first time I did it, because I was like, oh, this will be really fun. And like my fr- my friends were doing it too. So it like made sense. But in Mahon, I really wanted to do Amitsi's. And I was like, oh, but the band, like that's in front of everyone. And like, I'm going to get up in front of everybody and like be on the CD. But like my heart was really drawn to Amitsi Buddies. And I ended up doing band again. And I wish that I had done Amitsi Buddies. Um, so I'm kind of still salty and bummed about about that one like yeah being in Edgar Band was fun and like I am on two CDs I'm actually on like six CDs but whatever oh not to brag um but like you know I was on two CDs with Edgar Band and like it was with my friends and I did have a lot of fun but I wish I had had the Ami Team Buddies experience um so I always tried to like go as much as I could when my campers were doing it I went like I think two or three times that summer and that was good but I wish I had had the three four weeks whatever of it that's my like biggest camp regret which is silly because i i agree with molly like i still am happy with how it turned out and, like i'm so grateful for my 15 years of camp experience like you know camper seminar staff but that one still stings a little bit similarly to molly i think that i wasn't super like social as a kid it's not a regret because that's just like who i am but I definitely could have been more, more outgoing and more open to meeting new people. And also like even on staff, like I feel like I, I think I, I, I should have been more confident earlier. Like I think my, I wasn't super confident what I was doing and sometimes like definitely doubted what was going on when I, when I don't think I needed to. And then also like, I'm just a stubborn person. So I think just like there were things that I did that I was like, I'm just going to do this because I'm the only one that knows how and I'm good at it and I can. And I feel like that is a selfish mistake of like, I think that like I led Tfilo a lot and I like doing it and I'm good at it, but I'm also so rigid that I'm like, if, if someone else does it, like nothing's going to happen and I need to just chill. So I would say that that's like a regret in a way, but it also just comes with like the territory of being a person and like figuring out how to do stuff. I wouldn't change anything because it makes like that's just how life is yeah I will also say like I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason and I think like all of our stories as campers and counselors like led us to a certain place on you know like being that shyer camper I know for me and maybe you guys can relate I mean you can relate Sophie but like not you Subar um (laughs) (laughs) I think like being that quieter camper and then like becoming like the loud not loud but like louder person that I am as a counselor like I definitely use that in ways to like connect to the quieter kids at points or like connect also with the loud like there you know there it all added to our toolbox of things that we could do as a counselor I think in any way not just saying like if you were quiet to loud like anything that we all went through as campers this is our second to last question um penultimate the penultimate question yes excuse me i didn't use that word it's the penultimate question do you have any advice for our mahonies who are going to be madors coming up um yeah i would say really like as like cliche as this is like camp when you're a camper happened but like kind of really come into Madore like really obviously you have your friends but like 
give yourself the opportunity to also make new friends like even within your adopt people that you weren't friends with I mean like I wasn't really friends with Adina or Sophia's campers another two of like my closest friends so like really don't let yourself kind of fall back into those friend groups you had within even also obviously with become friends with the other sessions people older than you but really just try to like get to know people you didn't get to know as a camper like even if you thought they were weird or whatever like first of all they're probably not second of all people change and when you get your staff and let's say like none of your like best friends are on it like so what like you're gonna make a bunch of more incredible friends and like I'm obviously the friends who I was friends when I was a camper but I also have the friends that I made as a counselor and like one doesn't replace the other yeah yeah I was gonna say something similarly like definitely just become friends with as many people as you can and just make connections to as many people as you can I think I mean Subar just put it pretty well but the people that you meet as a counselor, like you've, you've grown a lot since you were last at camp and everyone around you has also grown. So even if you're still like best friends with whoever, like that's great, but also open your horizons and know like everyone is so great at camp. And like the three people here, like I didn't know until I was on seminar. And then even throughout like the counselor experience, I became close with each of them in different ways. So I think you know, you, you have no idea how much growing you're even going to do during the summer, let alone like since the last time you were at camp. So I don't know with that, just like let yourself grow and like really just live every experience to the fullest at camp because they're the best summers you'll ever have really. (laughs) I was like being on staff, especially being in the door is so fun. Like don't let yourself like get to like, obviously it's stressful and stuff. And like, that's important but like remember like you're at camp like you're gonna be having the time of your life like let yourself have the time of your life just like have the most fun ever because your campers will pick up like if you're having a bad time your campers will have a bad time if you're having fun your campers will have fun like just don't forget why you're there and camp is for the counselors we always say it like we've you guys have asked us so many times like is camp really fun as a counselor like I've gotten that question so many times and I love camp 12,000 times more as a counselor than I ever did as a camper like it is just so much better in so many ways that I can't even express in this podcast, but you'll find out the many different ways. Yeah. I don't even have anything to add to anything you guys just said, because I think that was like a perfect, like definitely perfect. Um, So thanks for that. Also just keep going back. That's my biggest, like as long (laughs) as you can just keep going back. All of us are clearly examples of that. We went back for five years because frick the internships and we're all doing fine. Sorry. Next question. (laughs) <laughs> no you're no but you're right though like if it's something that you love to do do it yeah, yeah. right like There's... don't give into like obviously for some careers you need to have an internship and if you need to do that then do that but like it's very easy at school like, I feel like school and camp are very different obviously and at school there's a lot of pressure to like have those internships like have those conversations with people and be like do I actually need an internship this summer or like can I go to you know like don't just assume that everyone's saying is 100% true like talk to multiple people and get like the best possible answer for your career path yeah, that's such that a good, sense. that's such a good point too. Cause like, you know, th- I would say that like the reason that I have the job that I have now is because I was a camp counselor. Like I was hired because I know how to connect with people. So like, obviously if you're going to be like a doctor, like there are things that you need to do. There's classes you need to take and things that have to be done for you to get there. But also like you learn so many life skills and people skills and like there's so many things that you learn at camp. So like, really like, like they were all saying, like take full advantage of it because it's right there in front of you. Like you should just, why not reach out and grab it? And connect with the 
sorry just gonna say and connect with the higher ups like they want to help you and I, yeah. I think I never really connected with any of them until I was on staff and they're just also the best like they will help you so mm -hmm. much in your future so create those relationships all all four of us have the jobs we have now because of camp like like Sophie and Molly do something similar but like Subra and I do something very different and like I have that job because of the skills I learned at camp. The second job I have in St. Louis, I have because of a camp connection. The third job I have is because of camp. I like we have like Subar has her job because of a connection she made at camp. Molly and Sophie can do their jobs so well because they went to camp and they work with camp people. They lit like camp transcends the hills of Ojai. Everyone's heard that a million times, but don't get an internship internships are stupid camp is all also, you need to add I work in a doctor's office people I don't know like that's not obviously like that's not a job you normally get from camp but, like because of the connections I made at camp like I was able to get this job so just like to paint that picture in case people don't know what I do thank you camp last question um first of all it has been like the biggest blast to have you guys come and talk about camp with us this is like I don't know I always have fun recording podcasts with Sophie but this is like two cherries on top I like I my haven't stopped hurt. smiling for two hours <laughs> my cheeks are like I've cried I've laughed um I'm gonna go and is... cry after this because I just love camp so much. <laughs> it is I am just like I'm this is all I've ever I'm quelling oh god we're quelling beyond um and we've asked this is a question where I, we're gonna ask every one of our guests because it's how we started really this podcast off um and is probably what led to the creation of this podcast in general but if you guys have a story of a teal fail if you would please share that with us we've shared some um if it's the same one, retell it because they're still horrifying and awful. But if you have like a specific one that you always think of um, as really just like taking the L, if you would, we would share that with our, with our listeners. I'll just start this off. I actually have two that come to mind. The second one was actually a memory I forgot I had until I hung out with one of my co's recently and she rem reminded me and I was like on the floor laughing. Actually, that's a lie. I have three now. <laughs> Okay, one of them was solely teal. I know Sophie's talked about it. Um, that was just like anything that could have gone wrong, like went terribly wrong. The boys slept on a red ant hill. Um, the bus broke. I don't even honestly. I think I kind of blocked them as out of my memory. The bus broke down. Oh, oh, there was no gluten free food for the gluten free camper. Um, yep. So he couldn't eat. Oh, we fed the vegetarian kids meat. I don't know if that's a secret or not anymore what i'm pretty sure we fed the vegetarian kids chicken maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong <laughs> well there was one time the kitchen accidentally switched the gluten-free and vegetarian oh, sign yeah but that wasn't on that. A, that wasn't on a teal but just like the accidental i thought there was some chicken buses broke down a bus broke down and we were like passed out inside the road no food no water i'm not gonna go into details on that one and actually one of them only one of them i'm gonna share one of them is too targeted the other on the record story was first session Yehida was too hot to do in the campsite. So we come back to camp. They make this whole spiel like, guys, we're still on Yehida. Like, we're not at camp. Like, we're going to separate ourselves, blah, blah, blah. But because camp was too hot, services were being moved to the amphitheater. 
so the Shabbat lines were kind of connecting, like, kind of like the girls' shatach area, like, between the girls, the, the cage and the showers. Right. So my co and I and our campers watched the Shabbat lines in our showers, like, in our towels and shower caddies. I forgot about that. And that, oh I forgot about that God. also. And she reminded me. So shout out to my incredible, amazing co. And yeah, that was one of my favorite memories at camp. Didn't didn't one of the people like some like adult person at camp was like, "Why are you guys like not wearing clothing?" And you were like, "Well, sorry that you're outside of the tent where I have to be." <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yep. We did. People were like, "What are you guys doing?" We're like, "We're on yachida." <laughs> yachida showering. <laughs> All right, Molly, you can go now. Sorry, I had a lot of stories that came to mind as I was sharing one story. I okay. The only one I can really think, there definitely were more. One of them that I'm thinking of is when I was a Mahone ca- camper, when a girl literally got lost on our hike and that made a huge appearance in our song. Like there was like a fork in the road and I guess she got like lost, like there was a big group in front, then her, then a big group behind her. And I guess she's the only one who went the other way on the fork in the road, like horrible. Um, in the song, it goes, where is the name? That was part of our song. <laughs> Um, but anyway, and she got lost. So that's one thing that I always think about. And then the others, when I was a Mahone counselor, my first year, I think it was first session. Yeah, we, it, we were like on a hike, I guess it was like supposed to rain or like a huge storm. So everyone, all the counselors were like huddling, being like, we need to turn around. We need to have a plan B, whatever. Everyone's like freaking out. All the cameras are like, what's going on. And then we ended up doing like a scavenger hunt in the town of Big Bear. And it was actually amazing. So it was like an L turn to amazing because we had a really great time. We just didn't do a long hike, which was fine. But (laughs) that's really the biggest thing I can think of. Like it rained a lot. but we just made dances out of it so I don't know we we had a lot of moments where like we turned bad situations into good just to like wrap up this is something we all all four of us experienced as a as a teal large large fail we part of the on sometimes sometimes let me be very very clear sometimes on the walk back on Sada you get to stop at the fire station sometimes it is not given sometimes you get to go to the fire station one time we we this one session that we were all counselors from Mahone for got to go to the fire station it worked out they were able to let us go to the bathroom it was great and we just like that was it we just went to the fire station we drank some Gatorade and we kept moving nothing crazy then we like needed to to all get out because we were like regrouping and there were a few kids who needed to to um ride in the van like with us on the walk so they like went the speed of the walk but they were just sitting in the van they weren't feeling well or um you know they were hurt in some way and at a certain point we were like getting ready to leave and somebody was in charge of like getting the kids who were injured or not feeling well back to camp in the van and the rest of us took off. We were like, all right, let's push through this last half mile let's, or whatever it is. Let's get going. Let's do it. And we all leave. And then all of a sudden we get a frantic phone call from one of the campers. We're that, at camp. I want you to put that. We're oh, already at camp at this point. We are at camp. We have walked the final hour of the journey. We are back at camp or hour and a half, whatever. And the person in charge of taking the kids Who isn't to like camp, a, a full adult? A full, full grown adult. up, a full grown up left them 
at the fire station. They were sitting there alone. I don't, how did they even call? I don't even remember. How, wait, how were they there? Oh, that's right. That's right. There was a staff member um, with the kids. And then at a certain point, they called us and they were like, nobody has come to get us. We're still sitting here with like out any water or any food. Like we don't, we're, we've run out of supplies. And they, the person had left them there. And like all of us like hadn't realized because they had been in the van this whole time. And the person who was supposed to go and pick them up was with the car at camp with us, just without the children. And they had left them at the fire station. Anyways, they made it back and they were fine. But we had a, a, some very scary, scary moments for, for I will minute. say the kids who got left behind were the, probably the best kids to leave behind. They are yes. troopers and they're lovely and they can handle any situation. And I'm glad it was them and not someone else, but not, I'm not thinking of anyone specific, but like they are, they're best equipped to deal with this kind of stuff and they are great. And we're so sorry. <laughs> I just want to know what took the other staff person so long to call us. <laughs> yeah. Like why, like why wait that long? Um, anyways, it was wild. And with that, we want to give a massive thank you, a huge todaraba to our beautiful friends, Subar and Molly, who are our, our friends forever and our guests for today. And we love them. And we will definitely have them back because this was like the greatest thing ever. Agreed. Thanks for thank having you guys us. for having us. Of so course. Fun. You're welcome anytime. We love you so much. Okay, so that was incredible. Uh, me unmatched, truly the greatest content out Never there. Never before been done. Crazy, talented. What's that Lady Gaga quote that's like yeah, talented, she- show-stopping? Never, Never been done before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I was trying to channel. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this was having Subar and Molly. It was. It was such a blessing and so much fun. We hope that you all listening enjoyed it as much as we did half as much as we did yeah um we just we had such a good time yeah and again big big thank you to Subar and Molly for coming it was so nice to have them and to see their beautiful faces and for taking the time out of their day to record with us we absolutely adore them both so yeah again just so much fun um to do this with people that you love and and that is what camp is all about, is go, going through good experiences with people that you love. I agree. Um, and we are blessed to do that in, you know, in the middle of winter. Um, it's really, it's so great. And if you want to join in on the fun, follow us on Instagram at campcast underscore podcast. Um, you can also find our website via the link in our bio. You can always DM us, ask questions, send in things you want us to talk about. Um, we love doing this podcast and we love that everybody listens. It's the best thing. It's the best thing. It really is. Yes. Cut it. <laughs> Slice it. Produce it. Done. <laughs>